Oh, yeah. slowing it down. Mm-hmm. We got some Creed with arms wide open playing. This is Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation about entertainment. Featuring comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. This is Creed with arms wide open. Really about to kick in here. Yeah, everyone just ready to open those closed arms. Here we go. Open those arms. Just embrace. This is a song. I'm pretty sure this is a song about the birth of his children, maybe. Sure, I think so. Yeah. It sounds like it's about childbirth. Yeah, you know? probably. Well, I just heard the news today. Seems my life's gonna change. Close right. my eyes, begin to pray. Tears of joy stream down my face. Yeah, I'll show you everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. So could be about like a gambling. Could be like he won a a March Madness uh, tree or whatever. Like those people when you know, when you bet on teams and then. He could have been like, oh, I'm winning my March Madness bracket, and he's coming in some money. You know, it could be, could be about celebrating it, anything. Yeah, you know saying. what? That you is know? one thing men cry over is winning their March Madness bracket. I know men. So yeah, and I know. Yeah. Teams, tears of Joy could be there. We're, we're talking about Creed, because we feel like there's a little <laughs> bit of like a Creed, uh, creed going on. <laughs> yeah. The creed has arrived here in 2023. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're all excited about it. I mean, it's just amazing that, like... They're suddenly looked upon favorably, I feel like, whereas I think, uh, like, since... They were, like, a step under Nickelback, yeah. as far as, like, the disrespect went. And they are for... and they're, they were, like, this kind of um, Christian rock band that then kind of demoralized into, like, strippers and sex tapes <laughs> yeah. and addiction. So, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a behind the music about them, because they had the classic story of, like, you know, rise, uh, rock cliches and falls. They um, really, yeah, they did. They, they, and, they, you know, they went over the whole spectrum yeah. of, you know, from classic Christian rock into just debauchery. But now, like, sad millennials are just looking back and they're like, remember Creed? I guess they were awesome. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Where we're like, for some reason, like currently we're 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 anti Timberlake and we're pro Creed. It's very pretty, weird. It is a wild you time know? period. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, cause I do feel like Creed had a little bit of the of a moment in like the mid late two thousands. Maybe this is just with maybe it's just me and my friends. Like we definitely had a period where we were having a lot of fun singing. Like it's like senior year of high school, so probably oh. two thousand seven, two thousand eight for us. We, we just started driving, yeah. and I remember a lot of driving with the boys, mm. and we're screaming Creed. Okay, in in a joking way. In or a joking okay. way, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, having yeah. a good yeah. time. You know, right. having a good time screaming Creed. Wow, smoking blunts. You guys are cool. Fun. Yeah, no, that was actually probably the next year was smoking blunts, but you know, I threw it in for dramatic effect. That was a pretty badass yeah no so, definitely i didn't sure. drink or smoke until after high school but for this wow. story don't cancel me we were actually smoking in high school damn justin yeah, yeah. so there you go listening to creed smoking in high school rebels yeah. in new jersey yeah Look at you so yeah so i i felt like there was a little bit of a moment there maybe i'm wrong i don't know if the listeners can confirm <laughs> uh was there a moment for creed but there's definitely one now because it's yeah. like Sports teams are playing it. I think that's kind of where this started a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's the, there was a baseball team, the Texas Rangers, that just won the whole. They won the championship, the World Series. Okay. And they started like during the season. So over the summer, they started playing like Creed all the time. They would play the games. They play in the locker room. Then okay. they play the games, and the whole crowd would sing it. So strange. What and then, song? Uh, higher. Can you take me higher? Oh, now I know. Thank you. Yeah. And for all those who don't know, can you take me higher? That was yeah. a that was a weak Scott Stapp, and no, I apologize no, no, for no. It. it was good. Uh, but know. yeah, so it became a moment there, and it just kind of you know spiraled. I yeah. think, to where we are now. It just we just we we're also living in like in nostalgia for like seven years ago where like everyone culture moves so quickly now yeah. that people are just like the world changes like so fast and yeah. people are just like oh remember creed this remember is like creed yeah this is like already i think we're already on our second wave of early 2000s nostalgia yeah. at this point this is yeah. like the second wave of the early 2000s it's uh, never ending no um, it'll, it'll be back in, in another seven years i think that's when we'll get jt back into it yeah when, it's when, gonna come yeah. around yeah. it's gonna come around but what goes around comes around it's just shocking yeah that creed has come out of uh come out of their their like tarnished image because i mean scott staff yeah they were this like we said they were like kind of christian leaning all their music had christian undertones and then 
He Scott wore a lot staff. of crosses. He wore a lot of, I mean, yeah. A lot all, of crosses and leather pants. And all the lyrics could be like, you know, can you take me higher? My sacrifice. They yeah. all had very like, you know, Jesus on the cross yeah. messages. And then Scott Staff, the religious singer of Creed, was, um, uh, they, they, they released a sex tape of him and Kid Rock getting <laughs> simultaneous blowjobs from strippers. And it was just like, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes a ton it, of sense. Yeah, that was a big moment in the 2000s. It was crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I did a, little, did a little digging. Okay. So my first thing is that I think this needs to be Neil Patrick Harris and his husband's next cake. <laughs> is the next Halloween cake needs to be... Scott Stapp and Kid Rock getting blown by strippers. Yeah, and then, for like, sure. anytime they come up in pop culture, we get more Neil Patrick Harris apologies. Uh, yeah. You know, I, so that's my first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, the biggest detail from the sex tape, which, like, has been scrubbed. Like, yeah, you really, it's, it's just gone. It's yeah. been scrubbed. Uh, but the biggest detail was that at one point during the video, Scott Stapp said, It's good to be the king. Whoa! Yeah, you, you remember that? It, I don't remember. At one that. point, he says it's good to be the king. Scott Stapp. Wow, I would love to know at what point in <laughs> at what point during stripper fellatio does he mutter it's good to be king? Who knows know? if it was even during fellatio? That's Who true. knows? It could have just well, been no, because I think that was the thing. It was only blowjobs because he when he was. De- I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I was just I'm, I'm sure there's parts of the video. I think there's parts of the video where he's just kind of sitting in a chair, right. not getting blown. Yeah. So I was just saying, you know, it, you know, specifically. Yeah. Maybe in the video, was he just sitting there or was he... I, I got to think when you got a stripper's mouth around your cock, that's that, when you're feeling kingly. That might be when it comes out. You know, that's when you're feeling <laughs> like a majesty. You know, when she's down on her knees, I'm pretty sure that's when you feel above everyone else. That's when so. the tears of joy stream down his face. Right, and, yeah. And you know, arms go wide open. And when her arms are wrapped around your ass because she's trying to support herself <laughs> as she... Sorry. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so that was a good time for uh, pop culture. A good time for Kid Rock <laughs> yeah. and uh, Scott Stapp. But uh, it, it actually ended their friendship that's what i read about this it. this is really that, sad yeah. yeah this is a story about male friendship actually this really is a story about male friendship yeah. i got some quotes here from uh scott an interview scott stab did with spin magazine in 2009 Excellent. so this is three years post the sex tape coming out wow uh, so this is him talking about that night the sex tape everything that happened in yeah what sucks about that is Bob, you know, who's Kid Rock, but yes. Bob. Real name Bob. What sucks about that is Bob uh, and I were friends. He'd been over to my house and we jammed and we hung out. Uh, we were in Tampa playing with Metallica. This is the night of the infamous sex. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we were in Tampa playing with Metallica and I walked into his trailer and there were some strippers. It was a time in his life and a time in my life uh, that we'd like to put behind us and not publicize because we have children now and they're in school and their friends read. <laughs> Uh, I know. <laughs> That's why. I just Hindsight, don't. Yeah. Hey, would you know? I, I understand that. Right. You know? yeah. um, I know he was pretty pissed off at me when that came out. He continues. Uh, we haven't sat down face to face. I guess they asked him, like, have you guys oh. spoken? So he says, mm-hmm. we haven't sat down face to face. I did apologize to him that I didn't just burn that thing. Uh, I thought there was a skeleton in the closet. I thought that was a skeleton in the closet that would never find the light of day. So that got me thinking, I was like, how did this get out? Like, what happened here? Yeah. So, so here's what happened. Somehow, this is according to Scott Stapp. Okay. He says, somehow a copy of this video mm-hmm. that he had and kept, like, he had apparently a stash. Right. I don't know if it was exclusively stashes of him getting blown by groupies or just an extensive porn stash. Well, who, who knows what the stash is. Yeah. But it was from his stash. Right. A copy gets stolen. This is what he says. Okay. Um, gets finds its way to the company that released Paris Hilton's tape, Interesting. which was this company, Red Light District. Oh, okay. um, they they apparently then they release the preview. The preview gets out, and then that's all that got out before it gets scrubbed and, and yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened there. Um, I, I saw a quote from Kid Rock at some point. He did an interview with MTV about it, and he says. He said that it's a little bit of a paraphrase, but he said my fans weren't uh, pissed at me for getting, uh, you know, uh, having, you know, for the video, just for the video. But my fans weren't pissed at me for the video. They were pissed at me for hanging out with a guy like Scott Stapp. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not Uh, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on brand is Kid Rock getting blown in his tour trailer by strippers and being filmed. Not on brand is the lead singer of a Christian leaning rock band, (laughs) Creed, uh, getting simultaneously blown with him. I mean, it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were, as he said, they were buddies. They jammed. 
Yeah. And they, they jammed and they were buddies and they were on a first name basis. Well, that means, And it's yeah. sad to see that go away. Just because two, stri- you know, some simultaneous stripper yeah. blowjobs. Well, it's, it's you know, it's because of the, the greed of Scott Stapp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scott Stapp. Yeah. Having this film, not just enjoying this moment with yes. his pal, you know, yeah. just but having this filmed and then having the hubris to just, well, to just not get rid of it. Right. You know, you film it, you have to think you sober up and then maybe you see it. So I don't know what's going on with Scott Stapp that he sobers up and doesn't get rid of it. He's like, you know, I'm going to continue to jerk off to this video. I mean, they were friends. <laughs> Me and Bob they were getting friends. blown by the girls when we were touring with Metallica. Yeah, it's like you don't want to destroy, you know, a video of you and your buddy doing anything. It's like, you're, you know, <laughs> it's, true. it's just they were friends. And he, you think he wanted to maintain, you know, he's like, ah, I can't destroy that. And we're friends. No, it wasn't. It's a, <laughs> you got to think that was a big moment. You're, you're very right. Probably a big moment in their friendship. And, and Scott Stapp just wanted to save that. Maybe he was going to yeah. re-gift it to Kid Rock years down the line. I'm sure there was a plan. Right? He was going to maybe make like a funny video out of it yeah, or something. He's uh, creative, yeah, creative. He's know? he's a creative type. He, he does it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What do we What do we think Metallica was doing on that night? Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me now and <laughs> They were rocking out. That's, that's what, what they were doing. That's what they okay. were doing. They were rocking <gasps> out. Hardcore as we do here on the Entertainment Entertainment Podcast. And nothing else matters. Sorry, that's their ballad. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that was bad. But um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, 2000s Metallica? I Lars wanna... was probably like buying art. Just like <laughs> yeah. off just off buying an expensive art piece. Just scouting out some Basquiat that yeah. he can sell at yeah. Sotheby's while he gets champagne wasted with his wife. <laughs> watch some kind of monster. Do yourself a favor and watch some kind of monster. It's like the best um, music yeah. documentary ever. So you see a lot of Lars. Yeah. Um, that is, I think I do think Metallica is the best band for them to have been touring with when this happened. Yeah, There's definitely. no other band it could have been. I definitely immediately just thought of them. There's that Fuel, this Metallica song called Fuel, and that's what I heard in the background as they were getting blown. <laughs> give me Fuel, give me Fire, give me that which I deserve. Cool. <laughs> it's like probably one of their worst uh, songs. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, so- a song all men would love to be blown to, yeah, honestly. Definitely. Just just rock out with your cock out. There's, there's the fuel. saying. That's what it is. You're listening to Fuel, yeah. and you've got a stripper doing her thing down there yeah with your buddy with yeah. your pal bob yeah. <laughs> hanging out i definitely feel like men are more into like well i don't know but it just seems like um like simultaneous sex like t- you know hooking up in the same room seems to be something that like at least the jersey shore guys you know, are the all jersey about shore it. guys had a thing with it yeah I, you know what though i think it's not fair to assign a gender to this absolutely not i, I think but... that this goes always and Right, but you know, it's not like there's a video of like J Lo and Mariah Carey getting simultaneous cunnilingus. You know what I'm saying? No, it's they, like there were pictures of Taika Waititi and his woman with some third lady. So there's one. Yeah, who? But that's not Taika Waititi. Yeah, uh, he's the guy who directed a lot of play the Concords. He directed um, uh, the the vampire movie. What Watch What Happens in the Shadows? Okay. Uh, yeah. So this guy, I forget who. I think she was, I think he's with Rita Ora, I want to okay. say, All and right. they're like engaged now. Yeah. And there were like some like uh, pictures that came out of like on vacation and it's him and Rita Ora and he's in the middle of Rita Ora and another girl and they're like kind of like giggling and falling all over him. Okay. Uh, yeah. so so there's one example of Not really because that, that's not two women you know what I'm saying? It's like, that. that's not like two separate women having two separate sex Oh, acts. yeah, you're, seeing, you're talking exclusively. Yeah, not a three, yeah. not a two girls, one guy. That's, again, totally okay, like, all right. are you kidding me? That's totally like a guy sex That's more thing. just like, another are, what are <laughs> I'm saying it's just, I, you don't hear about, like, women being like, yeah. Very true. I see um, exactly what you're saying, and I think you're right. I think we can assign a gender to this. Uh, you're, you know what? I was thinking, fine. I was thinking threesomes with just two girls blowing a guy counted. But, okay, yeah, no. But, but, but you're absolutely right you know, we're talking about different things right now i'm just saying yeah it seems to me like men are more excited about the idea of having sex in the same room with each other than i i'm not sure that it's it's something i've seen two women two female friends express excitement about yeah or i've not seen it really anywhere like <laughs> at least at least I, maybe women who are into that are smart enough not to film it and get it released or go on a reality show and constantly talk about how they took home some strange together and uh just yeah. constantly being recorded in the jersey shore guys case yeah. just constantly being recorded trying to fuck 
you know, whether two of the MVP guys yeah. are trying to bang two girls always in the same room, in the same room, at the same specifically time. in the same room at the same time, basically right next to each other. Might as well push the beds together. It's crazy. You might as well just get the girls out of there and just yeah. have it be, That's, you know, Bowie yeah. and Mike at that point. Why hasn't that happened? <laughs> anyway, it's crazy that Creed though is back in everyone's good graces. Um, there's been a lot of Halloween costumes of Creed. There has um, been. Which got us into rewatching. I guess there was a Creed Thanksgiving halftime show performance, which I had no idea that was a thing. In the, yeah, so in the Thanksgiving football game at the Dallas Cowboys, which, you know, has been a yearly thing forever, they did the halftime show okay. the Thanksgiving right after 9 11. Perfect. It's the yeah. first Thanksgiving games after 9 11. Get Creed. And Creed is here. Yeah, perfect. To show America how it's done. Yeah. So wait, every Thanksgiving there's a football game with a performance halftime. Yes. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. And not blown up to the level that the Super Bowl is, obviously. But right. it's always like last year the Jonas Brothers did it. Okay. So it was the Jonas Brothers last year, and that was a good time for everyone. Yeah, definitely. But this was... Uh, so yeah, we rewatched the um, Creed Thanksgiving halftime performance, and it is a spectacle. It's crazy. It really... Um, it just keeps getting better and better. It's something so, that I desperately wanted to stop watching because yeah. it was so bad, but then you're like, <laughs> I have to see what comes next. Like, it really has a building up. Like, yeah. you, you, you start watching it, and you're like, oh my god, this is about 12 minutes. How am I going to get through this? And then you're like, I, I have to know what happens next because things keep happening that yeah. are crazier and crazier and crazier it's it's literally it's like a net netflix like five part series in one video yeah. it really is just <laughs> yeah. like you, and you have to pause it and like regroup at yeah. certain points to come back to it I, I watched it over three breaks at my job yeah <laughs> i did a similar like, oh similar God. thing yeah I, yeah I literally need to watch it over three installments yeah because uh, it's that good it's wild. Um, yeah, so it starts off, there's um, these uh, these kind of like rich benefactors, like trustees of the NFL, and they're, and they're like, you know, it's this like rich family standing next to a Salvation Army kettle. This and Salvation Army always... Uh, sponsors their yes. performance. Okay, so they're doing it, I guess, as a fundraiser. Um, so they have this like rich family, like who's, I guess, probably donating most of the money, and they're kind of like, like um, you know, uh, performatively putting coins into this kettle and talking about how they're donating money and then all of a sudden good for people football helps people football's a non-profit that's crazy (laughs) um okay anyway sure um so yeah they're talking about this salvation army kettle and then all of a sudden out of nowhere these like red rocket looking dancers just like (laughs) pop into the frame and like they're standing in front of the salvation army donation kettle completely blocking what the announcers are talking about so you're like wait what are they talking about and you can only see it as like the dancers pop in and out of frame (laughs) it's complete it makes no sense and then there's like the rich trusty family has to like get out of the way of the dancers wow, i don't know if you yeah, noticed this I, I missed this wow they have to like get their little rich child out of the way because they're because <laughs> no one communicated and the dancers and the rich family are like kind of coming into contact with each other and someone's gonna get kicked in the eye yeah. so they're just like hurrying this like rich little they're like oh my god she's gonna inherit so much money we need to get her out of safety you know yeah, like it's yeah so they get like her out of safety and then they pan up the camera pans up to the stage where scott staff is standing there dressed like James Vanderbeek from um Varsity Blues. He really is dressed he like He is dressed like James Vanderbeek. He's wearing a custom Dallas Cowboys Scott Stapp jersey. Right. Which is a great jersey. If yeah. you can get a number eleven, he's wearing a number eleven. I did not uh, I don't know the significance of that, but he was wearing mm-hmm. maybe because not 9-11. I don't know oh, what this God, maybe probably. maybe it was a 9-11 thing, but wow, why probably. wouldn't it just say 9-11? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's wearing a number eleven customized Cowboys jersey that looks like it looks like they couldn't get the actual rights like in a movie if they made a movie where they wanted to reference the Dallas Cowboys but they didn't have the, yeah. enough money to buy the rights for the uniforms it looks like a knockoff Dallas jersey. Cowboys jersey yeah with stap number 11 on the back fantastic tucked into some baggy cargoes <laughs> tucked into some baggy cargoes I mean it's a very like 90s queer look he looks like first <laughs> he does look like he's queer eye for the straight guy yeah or like the first season of Queer as Folk you know which yeah, was in okay. the 90s to me like he looks like he's like cruising the gay scene in Pittsburgh in the 90s <laughs> like it's crazy and he has professional wrestler hair very yeah his as, hair is like slicked he, back with like professional wrestling his gel. signature hair yeah flowing in the wind yeah uh so yeah they start with uh hire of course yeah. and scott staff has committed to lip syncing during this performance like nobody <laughs> i've ever seen committed to miming i mean he is not singing it is no, not live yeah. and, no he no is, not at all 
but he is totally performing like this. He's yeah, like it's 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 the Grammys. I mean, he is going for he's it. He's giving it his all. Yeah. yeah, and 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 as he should. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he, so this was an important moment in American history. The yeah. First Thanksgiving games after nine eleven. How is the country going to respond to this with Scott Stapp? <laughs> Lip syncing his ass off. In That's some how baggy cargos. <laughs> baggy cargos. Yeah. Uh, and a first. So so this. So yeah. Now Scott Stapp singing. I think the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders come out. Sure. I, I don't know if this is in, at some point they come out and they're dancing and I was kind of happy for them. I was like, yeah. oh, they don't just have to do like a football cheer. They get to like dance in a music. I'm sure song. there are some Creed fans amongst the cheerleading squad. I, I was you know? trying to figure out. I was like, which one of these girls blew Scott Stapp? Probably I was like, <laughs> Probably yeah. a few of them. It seems like he's into, you know, getting... <laughs> Whichever, know. whoever said yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an armless, shirtless, hairless man <laughs> comes torpedoing towards the stage <laughs> with like California king-size white cotton sheets for wings. And you're like, is that a Bed Bath and Beyond demon or angel? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah. What is and happening? He's gliding, yeah. bald, bald head first, and, like and zipping through the air out of nowhere too. And and this is post nine eleven, and it's, and you're like, okay, another domestic terrorism attack during Scott Stapp's <laughs> yeah. performance. Like, what is happening? Why is a Bed Bath and Beyond angel attacking Scott Stapp? Yeah, like, it's, it's terrifying. It, it's like it's more menacing than the soy bomb guy. Yeah, from it, like it's literally like soy bomb, and you think he's gonna have something strapped to his back. But yeah. he looks like soy bomb. He's he looks like soy a bomb. Bald, yeah. skinny, vegan looking yeah. dude. It's crazy. Yeah, Who? and these. Yeah, no, go ahead. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's multiple bald. I mean, and and I want to paint the picture too. These guys are shredded. Yes. These guys are in shape. They yeah. fly around on ribbons like their lives depend on it. They know what they're doing. They're not just ribbons though. They're like insanely long ribbons that extend then into like They're like the length of the stadium. Yeah. They're huge. And and they and they're cumbersome. Like it's not like every time these guys are really uh, managing these sheet wings very well. Like sometimes they get down to the ground and they have to kind of like wait for the for the fabric <laughs> they, to catch up it, with them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like very cumbersome. Yeah, it's like they're landing from a parachute. They like do like a like a skip when they land. These guys like really they glided so pink could fly I that's know. what i think it's this so is, insane yeah. that this is then they're basically doing what pink does now which is like you know i don't know fabric acrobatics with this shit it's crazy yeah. that pink i don't know it's like we see you pink you yeah. clearly loved this performance I, got into your brain you would think that made a lasting impact yeah. uh one of my favorite moments of this too is after the guy does like the run the his first like full sprint run glide it cuts to scott stapp doing a Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Like, like like that. It's so good. Scott knows what he's he's supposed to do on that stage. <laughs> yeah, right? he knows yeah. what he's supposed to. What's how he's supposed to react? You know who doesn't know what he's supposed to do is the lead guitarist who's <laughs> wearing a. They keep cutting to the lead guitarist who didn't get the memo that this was a post nine eleven. You know, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond Angel celebration because he's wearing an all black baggy leather jacket. Like wow. he, he, yeah. he, you didn't notice this guy. And no. Then he, oh my god! They keep cutting to him and he clearly was like i only wear my baggy black leather jacket or i don't play <laughs> he's like it's he, like fleas naked and this guy's in a leather jacket baggy that's leather. like as far as signature outfits yeah. go yeah and then he has like a really long chin this guitar player long chin with a very long flavor saver so his chin just wow. looks like um like a girl who has like a landing strip it just kind of looks like a pussy <laughs> the landing strip yeah it looks like a vaginal <laughs> landing strip shaved on his chin it's a long chin so well, it really yeah. looks like a girl's <laughs> landing strip pubescent area yeah yeah if you have a strong chin strong jaw you probably shouldn't go soul patch goatee with long, it yeah. <laughs> yes. that's a long flavor saver or a pussy i'm not sure you know it's very this guy is like i'm doing my i'm doing my vaginal flavor saver I'm wearing my black leather. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> you know me, man. You know me, man. I got to be me out there. And you got to think they're all okay with it. They're all. They they're all like, "That's Pete." Yeah. Yeah, it's Pete. Pete's gonna wear his jacket. Yeah, That's what his, it is. his chin looks like a pussy, but we love him. <laughs> he's a good guitar player. It's very confusing. Um. Yeah. Okay. So then. Okay. Then. So the, as the concert, so they do. Yeah. The, there's the there's the Bed Bath and Beyond Angel guys that are kind of dealing with their sheet wings. <laughs> Scott's doing his thing. You know, pussy chin over there. He's yeah. doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, there are 18 different performances happening on this stage, and none of it is coming together. <laughs> no. You know. 
it's, it's like, so segmented. I'm it's just so like segmented. Yeah. So you have the struggling Bed Bath and Beyond angel guys who are <laughs> trying to manage these crazy amounts of fabric, which they really can't do. They get to the ground and they have to like. Yeah, no, it's not smooth. <laughs> it's not smooth. I don't know. Unless they're the full sprint, <laughs> it's horrible. They're like they're like falling around. They're like fighting with the ribbons. Yeah, it is. At one point, it still seems like a terrorist attack too. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, like at one point, I, I don't know if you're getting to this. I, I'm pretty sure you're getting to this. No, no. Uh, so, like, yeah, because they, then they keep cutting to, like, footage of Ground Zero, too. Because this is 9-11, yes. so there's a lot of, like, cuts to, to cuts to Ground Zero, cuts yeah. to first responders. It's horrible. And then it, like, smash cuts back to, like, a pair of ribbon guys in the air. And it's like, are these guys going to, like, fuck in the air? Like, they're, like, putting their feet on each other. And then it takes them, like... It takes them, like, 15 seconds to get this move down, and yeah. then they eventually, like, link arms. And like, like, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right, they're not like, attacking us. For a second, I was, like, really, like, it's like, this is, this is, let's go there, oh and God. they're going to really go there up there, <laughs> and have half a time in the air yeah. in this Thanksgiving Day 9-11 yeah. special. The sheets are actually just, like, natural condoms they have to wrap around their penises. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, protective sex. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, so all of a sudden there's also other dancers on the fields that look like they are deconstructing AIDS ribbons that people wear on the you know people wear like the little yeah. for some reason it looks like they're just like kind of like closing and opening the AIDS ribbon pins yeah they have like no sense there's like the things that are the guys are in like the the black suits like the all like because they're sp- I, I right? don't know. And then they're kind of like spinning in a circle to make it look like there's this ribbon thing. Yeah. Like they're wearing like the stage, like all black gear that you wear. So it's like you blend in with the, and you can't be seen because the object, because it's really what you're holding. So there's like those guys. Yeah. There's, there's an all, there's a black all boys choir right. that comes out at That's one point. That's not mic'd. You can't hear them. You can't hear them. They just kind of come out and sing. And then a bunch of white kids come out and sing. Yeah. And, and this is and while the, Scott Staff goes into his song about children keep on dancing. <laughs> saying what i never even knew this was a song of creeds no, I, didn't. I, I don't know if it even was or did they just do this for the because i never heard it yeah. before either so he's just like children keep on dancing <laughs> and then the, they're just like but you we can't even hear them sing because you didn't like the children's choir i can't hear a word of them they yeah can't hear them and then soy bomb bed bath beyond angels <laughs> are, are, are over there like yeah. none of this is making sense yeah it's, it's crazy yeah so it's like yeah the children are all dancing yeah um there's there's the the, cow, the cowboys cheerleaders they're still out there dancing no, and none it. of it's connected no, no one is performing together no. like the choir is doing their thing the the white kids are doing their thing the, the cowboys cheerleaders doing their thing the guys with the ribbons are doing their thing yeah and no- then- yeah. All of a sudden, uh, like a conservative-looking Avril Lavigne woman is on stage, <laughs> just all, out of nowhere. And you're like, "Who is this woman?" And I wrote, "She starts singing, and she sings like Connie Britton from Nashville." <laughs> she really did. She's yeah. just like an average singer who just is like, "Be strong." She sings the "Don't Stop Dancing" with him, right? Like, I think, is, yeah. I think you're at, at I, that I just point that she yeah. says, "Be strong." Like, <laughs> she sings the words "Be strong," but it's like "strong hang." So she's just like, "Be strong." God strong. knows, God yeah. knows what this woman had to do to Scott Stapp to get that line. Who knows? Be strong. Be strong. Yeah. Like, why is this woman who can barely sing mic'd yet the choir? We can't hear them at all. Like this I makes know, no Gilly, sense. I would. I wanted to hear the choir. They probably yeah. sounded great. They didn't get to. Thing. They I, just, I they just got them. had to stand there and like bop back and forth, yeah. and, and then we just kept cutting kids to kids. It was crazy. Yeah, and then we were like, "Oh, it's Ground Zero again." What? <laughs> yeah, it was like back to the firefight, like a sweating, bleeding firefighter. Okay. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And then it ends with a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> cheerleader and a tile, tiny child releasing a dove into the crowd. <laughs> That's dove, where it ends. That is, it's the most scared-looking dove bird I've ever yeah. seen. The thing is trying to get like flying so fast to get out of there, and yeah. everyone's just like. Yeah, yeah, everything is going to be okay. USA, <laughs> yeah. USA, it just have fervor. Yeah, you're like, oh, is that a struggling dove? Everything is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I can't hear the great black choir, but yeah, everything is going to be okay. There's there's white children, there's black children, and there's a dove, Yeah, and there's Scott Stapp, and America will 
Live to see the tomorrow. I mean, this was definitely a sign that fashion was ri- rising in our country. You know, I think because mm. there was there was <clears throat> too much freedom in this halftime show, and everyone was divided. Nothing was coming together. I mean, yeah. we were ripe for some fascism, some fascistic <laughs> ideas. To I mean, we're all divided. Nothing's really making sense. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's it, 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 really ripe for fascism. If you look at this show, yeah, you it's know. you know, it, it's an interesting look back on where we. S- now living in 2023 and seeing where this yeah. is, has all gone since that moment, it's yeah. it's a fascinating rewatch, and you can and you can watch it on YouTube for free. Yeah, so there you go. Make America is already great. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank God for YouTube. Okay, um, it was a wild ride. Yeah, it it's one of, yeah. I would say one of the better halftime performances at any sporting event I've seen. It just there's just so much going on. There's a lot going on, and it's... I respect Scott Stapp. Okay, that's good. Um, sure. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was very confusing. And I also don't know. I, I just never knew that. Like, I knew there was a Super Bowl halftime show, but I didn't know there was just like a Thanksgiving party it's, a halftime show. I had no idea. It's it's fun when you learn from sports. <laughs> yeah. That's what's fun. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what I look for in sports is educational yes. facts. Yeah. You know, they just want to grow as a person. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's yeah. a very brainy thing to watch. For sure. Yeah. Let's watch, um, uh, you know, uh, creed and think about fascism. It is kind of interesting. Okay. But anyway, yeah, welcome back, Creed. Glad everybody's into you. Um, yeah. Happy for this moment for them. Very happy. Yeah. Um, another uh, star from the 2000s is also kind of back, Shania Twain. Shania is back. Yeah. She had some issues with her marriage and her voice. Like, and mm. I think she had Lyme's disease. And, oh, God. Yeah, I kind of remember that, actually. Yeah, wow, she had Jesus. issues with her voice. But it seems like she's back. And she is beloved. I mean, like, everybody loves Shania Twain. Like, yeah, okay, Harry, I mean, you know. Harry Styles, I think, like, talked about how his, like, he takes, like, fashion from her and everything. Wow. Like, she's just, like... I think she can, like, literally do no wrong. I think she was, like, a Trump supporter, and everybody was like, nah, it's okay. The video for Man, I Feel Like a Woman is awesome. Like, people just don't give a shit. Like, she's great. Um, but, um, yeah, so we were, like, taking a look. I, I think we talked about Shania Twain because we were talking about Britney Spears' memoir. And I was like, I think um, The Woman in Me is a Shania Twain song. So yeah, we were talking okay. about Shania Twain. And I was, like, talking about how her she was, like, one of the rare people who um, her husband... Uh, famous producer Mutt Lang had an affair, and then she, uh, mm. Shania Twain, wound up marrying the uh, man that um, was also cheated on. Like the I can't, I can't really. Say Basically, this it was a couple swap. Yes, it was a couple swap, but Thank but you. not you know out of fun, out of infidelity, yeah. and vengeance. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, like, and you didn't know about this, so you were kind of shocked when I. Told I was you blown this. away. Well, anytime you hear any of that, you, you know, if you hear you know two couples that now. The one person fucked the one person from the couple, and now their scorned spouses yes. are dating, and it's like they're all they, and they all went on a long term like relationship. They're all still together. Like they're all still together. Yeah, and this they're is all like a still long together. time later. So that's yeah. why. That's really, I think, the wild, the most wild part about this. It's so rare. So yeah, so Shania Twain, I took some notes on this. So she married famous um, 80s rock music producer Mutt Lang, Mm. named after, you know, a beloved pet dog of unknown mixed breeds. (laughs) Just kidding. Get it? Mutt? I mean, who's who's named Mutt? That's crazy. A a dog of a man. Yes, thank you. This Uh, dog of a man, Mutt Lang. So many Mutt jokes, right? It's so fun. Um, so anyway, he was famous. He produced um, all of Def Leppard's rock 80s hits, you know, like Animal, Armageddon, It, Love Bites. So he was like, oh, I mean, okay. those were huge. Def yeah. Leppard, he produced huge, all yeah. that. Huge, 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 huge. Um, they were married for 14 years. And him and Shania. Him and Shania were married wow. for 14 years. And he also... Wow, worked so they were together for a long time. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. okay. And um, he produced some of her business. You know, I think he was responsible for her kind of crossover sound. Because, you know, she was like country. And then she crossed over into the pop world. Okay. Um, and, there, you know, that song Still the One that was written. Yeah. They wrote that together about their relationship. So, oh, man. I know. And then in 2008, she discovered he was having an affair with her close friend, Marie Ann Thibold. I don't know, Thibold. Thibode, oh Thibode, I can't say the name. Sorry, Marie Ann, Thibode, whatever. And um, after finalizing uh, her divorce in 2010 from Mutt Lang, um, uh, Marie Ann's husband, former Nestle executive Frederick Thibode, oh um, Shania and, and Frederick commiserated over their shared heartbreak, and they eventually got married on New Year's Day in wow. 2011. 
and Shania. new beginnings. Yeah, yeah. For Frederick and Shania. Kind of interesting to get married on New Year's. That's a interesting. I, I like that. I, I think that's a yeah. sweet. I think it's like a sweet date to have as your anniversary. And it's not New Year's Eve, so you can still have like a no. fun New Year's Eve. Yeah, you yeah. have your New Year's Eve, and then the yeah. next day it's you know New Year, new beginning, yeah. and you celebrate your anniversary. It I think that's lovely. nice. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's nice. Yeah. And she said they didn't really know each other when they were um, still in their first relationships because this guy, Fred, I guess he's like a big executive, um, and he was working all the time when they were still married to their first spouses. But then they bonded over their shared misery after their relationships fell apart. And she said that she admired how level-headed he was and smart about dealing with his pain because she was just so angry because Mutt lied to her face. (laughs) She She literally was like, I think she's still angry at Mutt. But, I mean, she just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's rough. You're yeah. 14-year marriage, and then he's fucking your best friend. Like, yeah. So who is this Marie Ann girl? This is just like... I guess they were friends. I'm just sorry. Like a, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, just they like, were okay. just really so good friends. Yeah, just, and, like, just like friends. So she's yeah. not like a famous... She's just like... No, I mean, I guess just money. Probably just money friends. He's yeah. Got this guy... Yeah, because this guy's got crazy money. Got sure. Nestle yeah. money, got so... Got Nestle executive money. Yeah. That guy's fucking loaded. He's loaded. Rainforest's blood money i mean i love me a crunch bar so you know i'm putting money right in his pocket um it's very good there you go frederick um but yeah so they bonded over their mutual pain and then she says um now she says i think everyone gets what they deserve i got i i got what i deserve i got the greatest man on the planet so that's really sweet that's really yeah like worked out good for them and yeah it's just crazy because so many affairs in hollywood are just like boring nanny fuckers (laughs) you know i feel like that's all you really hear about is like the guys, you know, like Sienna Miller, Jude Law, that was a nanny situation. Was and Ethan Hawke? Uh, yes, which is... F- funny thing about Ethan Hawke, I went to the Nets game last night. Forgot okay. to tell you this. Okay. Ethan Hawke was there. It was his birthday, and they made him eat a cupcake on the Jumbotron. Oh, that's so fun. So, quick aside from the nanny fucker Ethan Hawke about yeah. the nanny fucker Ethan Hawke. Was at the Brooklyn Nets game last night, wow. and he ate a cupcake on the Jumbotron, and it said, Happy birthday, Ethan Hawke, while confetti... Like I like you know CGI confetti yeah. dropped all over him. He just had to like take a bite of a cupcake and be like, "That's fun." <laughs> to no reaction. That's that fun. was the saddest thing. It was Ethan Hawke's birthday. And no one really clapped for him. Yeah, and because... that's I don't think it's anyone in the arena's fault. No one asked to be yeah. shown that it was Ethan Hawke's birthday. Uh, but I hope he enjoyed himself. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun at, at a game. Happy birthday, who? Oh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Let's, was he in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, something in the 90s? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Pretty sure. I think he's in something with the, Didn't he direct a sex scene with his daughter? I feel like that's and, the new thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I think okay. he like, directed a sex scene with his daughter because his daughter, what's her name? Um, Maya Hawke is like popular now. She's becoming an actress now. Yeah. She's, yeah. yeah. It's going to be um, Maya versus Lily Rose. I'm Lily. Go, I'm Team, team Lily, Lily on those two. If we're going, you know, future starlets rising through the scene yeah. of, you know, Nepo baby starlets. Although my friend Rory sent me this crazy video of like Uma Thurman because that's her mother. That's Maya Hawke's wow. mother, Uma yeah, Thurman. Okay. And um, there's this crazy video of like Maya Hawke's all dressed up at some event and Uma Thurman gets there. And like clearly Uma Thurman is like... Hi, daughter. Let's remember I'm the more famous one. I'm Talk Dog. Go sit over there. Like, it is crazy. Uma Thurman is just like, Hi, you look so cute. You look so cute. And Maya Hawk's just like, Oh, hi. And then my, and Uma Thurman just goes, Oh, you look so sweet. And then she walks completely past her daughter to go say hi to someone else. Like, barely wow. even. Like, it's just like, clearly Uma Thurman is like, Hi. Oh, that's cute. You dressed up at an event. Let, let mommy show you how to work the room. I yeah. mean, it's like crazy. Yeah, and and... And she should let mommy show her. I mean, you know, yeah. who knows what Uma did with her feet with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. It's, you know, so that woman did that. And you're damn well sure she's not playing second fiddle to her daughter. She paved that. the way. Yeah. She paved the way. And, I was and in Maya an elevator. would be wise to learn. Yeah. I was in an elevator with Uma Thurman while she was furiously making out with her, like, a billionaire. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. I wanted to just die. Yeah, she was like... Yeah, That's the like, craziest story. I mean, they were going so hard in the elevator. I was just like... I what time know. was this at? Um, you know, the afternoon. Like in the afternoon. Yeah, it was in the Jesus. afternoon. I had one of my jobs, and she they were just in the elevator furiously making out. And I was just like, you guys that really close. don't have any other place to go? Like, don't you? I know. Own, are don't, are you like high schoolers in New York yeah, City with exactly. you have to make out on the train because you can't make out in anyone's house? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you're yeah. in, like, do you want, are you getting off on my uncomfortableness here? Like, is this, It feels like it. Uh, anyway. Subjecting any worker in the museum to yeah, doing that. It was a lot. But also, Ethan Hawke, you know, he cheated on <laughs> Uma with a nanny and they're still together, him and the nanny. 
ex-nanny, sorry. Wow, look yeah. at all these adulterous... Yeah. That then turned into crazy long-term relationships. Yeah. That, well, hey. So it is interesting you brought up Ethan because he is one of the rare ones that's still with... Wow, yeah. I think her name is Ryan. Like, he doesn't like to call her... He's like, the, you know, the fact that Ryan, Ryan and I are still together, nothing yeah. nothing to do with the fact that she used to work for me, blah, blah, blah. But, um, Which makes you think it's 100%. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> it seems like you guys had a good working relationship that translated into a good romantic relationship. Way to go, Ethan. Um, but yeah, he's directing like a sex scene with his daughter. And I guess he was like, why wouldn't I? Like, it's just like, there's just some people, that's, that's, I feel like that's very European. Like I watch, I work at a museum and Europeans, it's mostly Europeans who visit. And I just watch like, like Swedish mothers and daughters, like basically make out with each other. Like they're just, <laughs> their level of closeness is just so foreign to me like i mean i don't think yeah. my parents and i like uh, <clears throat> i remember when my parents decided to like kiss me on the cheek and i was alarmed you know what i mean <laughs> i remember being like what is happening like it's like they decided one day like oh we should yeah. probably show some affection <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah and like the europeans they're just like you know like daughters and fathers are just like almost like putting each other touchy oh they're all they're very, all very over each touchy. other they're all over each other. It is wild. Anyway. And and I respect all cultures. Sure. I think it's weird. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, so, so Shania Twain, yes. her billionaire financier, uh, they're together now. Yes, it's a love story. And it is a love story. And yeah. that's, that, yeah, it's just a pretty wild uh, affair is there. Yeah. Uh, and, and you and also had something to say about Shania Twain and Kevin Owens. I did because uh, Kevin Owens, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. From Montreal, Canada, Canada, like uh, <laughs> Canada, uh, like Shania Twain is. I, I believe she's, yeah, she's French Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, so they're yeah. both French Canadians, and uh, this was this happened in. It must have been like the first set of concerts after COVID, because it was like I think like okay. late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one. At some point, when shows had kind of just started to come back. Yeah. So she's touring uh, Montreal. Kevin Owens and his wife, apparently big uh, Shania Twain fans. Yeah. So they get tickets. Kevin Owens uh, says, you know, this has been a hero. You know, she's a hero of his, loves her music. Um, so apparently he st- had been tweeting at her for months leading up to the show. Being yeah. like, can, I, I'm coming to your show. My wife and I are such big fans. Can you please play when? I know. So yeah. He's, yeah, like, was I, like, I watched this video. I was so confused. I was like, what <laughs> the hell is going on? Okay, yeah. yeah. So she she goes into the crowd. There's this uh, yeah. So she gets Kevin Owens out of the stage, uh, out of the crowd, brings him onto the stage. He's got it, and he's got a sign, and it's got like a, a drawing of a of an eye, mm-hmm. and then a drawing of a heart, and and then you with the letter U yeah. with Shania. I, I heart you, Shania. So that yeah. was his sign. He was very proud of it. Yeah. Way to go, Ke- Kevin. That was great. Yeah. Can uh, I can I say one thing? Yeah. Why was he wearing a giant long black scarf? What was that scarf? Well, he's French-Canadian. Okay. I thought it was maybe like a costume for wrestling. Was it like some trademark of his? Does he wear giant black scarves? I, I mean, it could have been because I do think they did that bit. Like, they're, they're, So they go on and they kind of do this bit where she's like, oh, well, I'll play it if you beat your rival, Braun right. Stone. And he like throws the So I'm like, maybe he had okay. planned that for dramatic effect because they knew they were going to do that. It was strange. Yeah. Or, you know, or that's just Kevin Owens thought it was, maybe it was a cool, cool night in Montreal. Yeah. And Kevin Owens needed some extra warmth around just his neck. Just a layer. Okay, just needed a layer. A, yeah. Okay. All right. Could have been either or. Not significant, just weird. Not, yeah, okay. yeah. Just, a, just, a, it's, he's wearing a long scarf. Okay. I mean, he was... This is post. I mean, he did team with Chris Jericho, and Jericho was so maybe it was an ode to Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's some, I thought uh, it could have been yeah. some wrestling thing, but okay. Could, who who knows? Yeah. I, I wish I had an answer there. I don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she at one point she says his tweets were annoying, uh, and that, and then he was like, "Oh yeah," because like a lot of WWE fans when they saw me tweeting at you, they started tweeting. So I think she was just getting flooded. Uh, so she was like, "The song when is not she said, yeah, it's when is not in the show." Um, she does the whole bit where she's like, all right, well, if you beat Braun Strowman, next time I come to Montreal, I'll play when for you. They do a bit. It's kind of exhausting, but they're both giving it their all. Yeah. Um, and then he says, uh, I have more Twitter followers than you, sir. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, uh, I wanted to say that don't impress me, but that does impress me much. And then she like tries to sing when, but she gets like three words and it's kind of off tune. And she like reveals that she has she doesn't even remember it. She hasn't played it in so long, so like, she literally couldn't play when. It was so weird. I was like, yeah, was... I was like, okay, so she's not gonna play the song. And then she no. really drags him on stage just to be like, 
um, hi, Kevin Owens. Yeah, we're both Canadian, but I'm not going to play your song. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and this took up like 12 minutes of the concert. Like, yeah. this, she just stopped this show for this to happen. I don't know if WWE paid her to do this. I, I don't, I, uh, who knows? It but was, in, it made no sense. Made no sense. Made no I, sense. I had a good time watching it. I'm glad it's something that happened and the people of Montreal got to experience. She brought Kevin Owens on stage and was like, oh, great. Thanks for coming. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not going to do what you want. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Made no sense. <laughs> Yeah, and you gotta think. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's much crossover at a Shania Twain live audience compared to who people who would know Kevin Owens. Yeah, I think you know there was like you heard one guy in the audience go, "That's Kevin Owens." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they yeah. would like cheer when he would say he's from Montreal. Cause, eh, they're all right. in Montreal, but I don't think any of them really cared or knew. It was I thought a, he got a big response when he said, I have more Twitter followers than you. He did. did yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I, he feel did. Like, I feel like there were some wrestling fans in there. Oh, but, yeah. And, and he's he's a big deal. Him and Sami Zayn in Montreal are a big deal, yeah, for sure. But so. Shania didn't know. I mean, no. she was clueless, and she was yeah. still like, well, I don't really know that one. Thanks for coming, darling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> she completely dismissed him after, like, a very long, drawn-out segment. It was so weird. Yeah. Well, hey, way to, way to kill 10 to 15 minutes on stage. Yeah. There you go. True. Yeah. Pass some time, and then you're on to the next song. But he did a good job, Kevin Owens, when he like took the mic and he started to like kind of, kind of, he kind of leaned into the fact that like, why aren't you doing this? We love it. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's a good performer. Yeah, he's a wrestler, so yeah. he, he he gets a show. He gets a uh, you know. Yeah. He he knows what to do when he's up there. It could have been a lot more awkward, but he handled it really well. I thought. Agreed. Yeah. yeah no, you know? he's great. Kevin Owens is awesome. Love. I, Kevin I've Owens. always been confused by Kevin Owens. Like he's anytime so good. he comes on. <laughs> So I mean, I'm just gonna get genuinely. Yeah, he's the best. Love Kevin Owens. He's so good. Okay. Yeah. Him and Sami Zayn. Yeah, the best. All right. The best. Never mind. Yeah, I don't. I was like, <laughs> Never I was like mind. okay, this is my opinion on Kevin Owens. You're like, he's the best. That's it. No, <laughs> no that's not what I was saying. There's no questions. I was just, I was just saying out loud. He's so good. I wasn't saying it, no question. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn are the best. Yes, <laughs> that's the opinions. Those are our opinions on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Those, those are our opinions. Yes. No, I, didn't, I wasn't saying ours. I wasn't no. Saying Saying ours, I'm saying mine. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm saying this is my opinions. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I have no opinion on. Ke- I really don't have an opinion on him. That's my opinion. I'm always, like I said, I'm very confused by him, and I don't really, I don't really get it. But I, I appreciate that you like him, and he's popular. I, I feel like one of the biggest things. Pretty much consistently, anytime Kevin Owens has popped up on TV, if I'm watching wrestling, it's been you just pointing out, like, he's very French-Canadian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of really pointing it out. Yeah, I think that's why he's, yeah, and you don't really see a lot of people on television who are just, like, Openly French, yeah. So maybe that's why I'm just, yeah. like, kind of uh, an idiot who doesn't understand the culture. But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't, I, I guess for a wrestler, he's, um... He's understated in a way. You know, yeah. a lot of wrestlers have like, you know, way more um, costume or like production around them. And he's very like understated. And, and then he's French Canadian. So he's always a little like, what? I don't know. And his, his yeah. body, his physique is kind of unique. Like he's a little more yeah, like, yeah, less totally. ripped than other guys, yeah. but he's still huge, you yeah. know? So I don't know. Yeah. That's always just like, I, I haven't, I haven't, I don't hate him. Like I hate some of the other uh, wrestlers, but I, I'm not like a huge, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really like get him. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. No. Sorry. But, yeah. but, 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 but he's like, great. Yes, he is great. Yeah, he's great. Everyone loves him. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Everyone loves him. We all love him. Yeah. Uh, Anything else to say on Shania? Or- no, um, yeah, no. I like Shania. I, I liked her in the '90s. I have, you know, her songs wind up on my playlist. So yeah, I, I mean, her, her stuff is, you know, man, yeah. I feel like a woman. Uh, Whose bed have your boots been under? Ooh, I love that one. yeah, I love yeah. That one. And uh, yeah, she's got great songs. Yeah, she's yeah. Great. Still, the one is great. Sad Still that's one. about her cheating dog of a husband. I know. Mutt. Yeah, mud. But uh, <laughs> which is an unfortunate nickname to go by when you are an adulterer yeah like you dog you dog Um, (laughs) literally you dog also it's just like whose name is mutt because i haven't heard it's a nickname you know it's not like they say mutt uh gregory Uh, that's true maybe maybe that's just his given name mutt yeah yeah Yeah, his parents just named him mutt very strange um I mean, I don't have a middle name. I'm not one to have any kind of, you know, opinions on people's names. It's 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 a fine name. Mud is a fine name, but it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. I'm happy Shania is out there because she did have issues with her voice, which is like really yeah. rough. Um, yeah, yeah. It's good to see if, she, if she's recovered from Lyme's disease. That's yeah. good too. Yeah. So I wish her all health and oh, yeah. the best. 
Yeah, and her and Frederick have a good yeah, and life I, together. I hope they enjoy every New Year's Day together for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's she kind of won. She's just married now to like this rich executive yeah, who likes her. Yeah, like that yeah. sounds pretty good. You yeah, know? So. and yeah, and you know, yeah. Who needs she to get, be married to an egomaniac producer whose name is Mutt? I mean, what a you know? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. You did Def Leppard. Great. Yeah. As painful as I'm sure it wasn't, I, I think it worked out for the best for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! When I was on OkCupid, I was on OkCupid for like a month, and my uh, my screen name was I Heart Depp Leffer. I don't know why that's what my screen it's name good, was. Pretty good, you know. Yeah, it was not good. I went on one date and I cried after, and I never. Oh. That was it. I was like, I can't do this. I could not online dating. Oh. Thank God I met you because what a nightmare. Anyway, all right. Um. <laughs> I, I tried online dating a few times before. Did you? Yeah, I met you. Never, oh. never, never got any. Never even got to a date. Oh, Justin. so so hey, but you know that's that's life. Yeah, and you move on. You're better for it. I'm what be- a terrible experience. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah. I, I think it's better now that it's like people know how to do it. It's more. I yeah, yeah. Happened, this but... was yeah for me. That was like early 2010s. Yeah, so, and that was you know it was still kind of new at that point, Ugh. and none of us knew what we were doing. And I was a very young. Yeah, I mean, yeah, very young. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Speaking of music, oh, this isn't. Are we doing all music? This no. is an all music episode. Oh shit! I didn't even realize. Yeah, this, this is, is an all music episode. Cool. Okay. Get ready. Yeah. Because we've got. A brand new Beatles song to talk about. I mean... The Beatles are back. Yes, they are dead and back. <laughs> dead uh, and back. Just, sorry, yeah. So the new Beatles song came out, um, what is it called again? Now and Then? Now and Then. Yeah. Um, it, I, I listened. I listened to. I was underwhelmed in my first listen and then listened to it a second time and I was like, you know, no, I, I like this a lot. It's okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, first of all, the graphic design for it, like the little Spotify mm, graphic. Yeah. I, agreed. I, not great. I mean, it looked to me, it looks like the design of a, um, like a Jehovah's Witness pamphlet cover. <laughs> it does. Yeah. You know, it looks like yeah. something that the Jehovah's Witness hand out in the subway. Yeah. You, you, it looks like you're, you'd grab it from like a church lobby. It's Just something. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's really not good. You're right about that. How did they not have any licensing to use like the, their image or like John Lennon? Like nothing. It's just so strange. It's just, it's like, just really nothing. Yeah. It's, it's like these, really nothing. These uh, a blue to green, yellow gradient. We can kind of see and here. Then, yeah, it, it just and then just kind of generic white text <coughs> now and then. I mean, it's I don't know. I yeah, the graphic to me looks like some kind of like religious uh, pamphlet. Very I, strange. Yeah, and it's not even like it necessarily fits in with any of their old aesthetic. Aesthetic. Yeah, yeah it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it's not like they don't have. I'm sure they have like the licensing right to use their own image because it's it's. Of the Beatles. I mean, I business, know, right? I, I think Michael Jackson owned all their music, I want to say. Oh, about their catalog or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that is, maybe I'm completely mm. wrong there, but I, yeah. I thought I remember hearing that, that Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog. Mm, probably, I don't know. But, um, so yeah, that was my first, I'm disappointed with the aesthetic of the single. Um, and then the song, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a huge Beatles, I'm not a huge Beatles person anyway, but it just made me feel bad. I feel bad for John Lennon, I'll say it, I don't care. I feel bad for John Lennon, because he <clears> has <throat> no control over this. Mm. I mean, someone just took, and like... He doesn't seem to me like someone, like a Mick Jagger I could see being totally fine with using his Hmm. voice because he's such a businessman with his music. Like he never really had, to me, Mick Jagger doesn't seem like a tortured artist. But John Lennon was a tortured artist, you know? He was like very particular about like you know he went like his solo career he he, you know he got really involved with uh yoko i think he adopted some of her fluxus philosophy where the process the artistic process is just as important if not more important than the product Mm. he was very experimental i would say yeah and i just i just feel like this kind of he has no say in this. I mean, he, he he recorded this. These are his vocals, but he has no say over how they're used. I mean, that that's crazy to me. I, yeah. I think that's crazy to me. I kind of feel bad for him. You I'm sorry. Think in the afterlife, he may throw a punch at Paul. I hope he does. You never know. Because and also, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but the um, their final performance was so iconic of them playing on the roof of this um, Apple Studio. And they're playing like Hey Jude, mm. and they're all like bearded <clears throat> '70s out. They're like, I just like, I have to, why? I have to watch that. Yeah, I only were, why, why would you try that? to top that? That was such a, like iconic final moment. Yeah. And they like peak '70s Beatles. They all looked great. They sounded great. They're playing. I think they're playing like Hey Jude, and like all the like Beatles staff from like the Apple Records were up there with them. Yeah. Like, why do you need to do this just to promote AI technology? 
Like, that's so lame. I'm sorry. I'm so negative. I'm such a negative person. But I, I just, I, I really don't know if the if the uh, advance is, is really warranted with what the product is. I'm not, I don't know. You know, and it's yeah. like, okay, if Kurt Cobain, like someone who died in our, our time, if he, if there was like, oh, we're releasing a new, you know, AI modified. Like if Dave Grohl released a new Nirvana Yeah. Song. Like, how would you feel about that? Like, would you be like. I think it's cool. I think I'm like totally fine with this. I mean, I don't, but I'm also thinking from my own vain self where Mm. I'm like, well, if I died and my friends like release something, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, release it. But I'm very, very different minds of of how how things should be. Yeah. Like, I I would be mortified because I want to have some kind of say in like what I, you know, it's very personal to me, everything that I make. So I I, I would never, I mean, I guess you're dead. Who cares? But in a way, it's kind of like, I don't know. And I just don't think John Lennon, of all people, mm, I don't know. Yeah, no, when you think of it in that context, I, I do not think he'd be cool with even the Beatles, like guys he's known his entire life, yeah. like, like releasing something of his yeah. without I, I, his I could, say in it. And I could be wrong. There could be something like that he wrote or like, you know, I don't know. Was, you know, maybe if he had lived until, maybe he would have softened in his old age True. and, and he, he'd be okay with it. So, True. you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so far the best use of AI technology is like when they um did warhol's voice for that like warhol diary because warhol again is someone who like embraced technology kind of wanted to be a fact you know his Mm. studio is called a factory he wanted to make art in this way that was removed from his own personality and then person so it like makes sense that he'd like to embrace this kind of like you know technology but for john lennon i'm like i don't know i'm just i really and and i just don't think the song is very good so it's just kind of strange yeah you know (laughs) i just yeah because the first time i I listened to it for the first time last night and was a little underwhelmed yeah but then i listened to it a second time and i was like no this is very cool and beatlesy and i really like it okay yeah uh yeah i just think it's got it 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 took me a second listen but i do think it, it it fits their vibe. It does sound like it could have been like some song on one of their like late albums. Yeah. Uh, or like a nineties Beatles song. Or yeah. Or like, it does sound like, yeah. okay, this is what they'd be doing if they had all lived. It probably yeah. would be something like this. Maybe yeah. not exactly. Cause John Lennon would, you know, have written something different by this probably, but, uh, yeah. and that's a recording from, I think like the, whatever it was the seventies or whatever. Um, that they isolated. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I think <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I kind of like that it's the final. Like, who knows? Maybe in two years there'll be another final. Yeah. So, But as of right now, like, this is it. This is the final Beatles song that they've all collaborated on. Yeah. Uh, oh, terror. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, also, I, yeah, you know. I also feel like it's just like a denial of death. I feel like it's just like we're constantly denying that death happens. It's like the Beatles, John mm. Lennon died yeah. and the Beatles are done. Everybody, yeah. I'm sorry. But like, that's yeah. it. It's like Bad Bunny and Taylor Swift are the new Beatles. That's it. Like, yeah, and really. also, that, sorry. It's like this just, I just feel like it's, it's just an interesting, like, why do we need the, like, it's just to promote technology it's like i don't know and i'm not seeing the the um ben i'm not the cost versus the the benefit i'm like i'm not sure if i'm i'm very um convinced that this is actually a a progress i don't know but it seems like if you did grow up with the beatles and like you you are an actual beatles fan you do enjoy it more so maybe it's just because i'm really not very connected to them no you know of course i I wish you know i wish we still had three living members and you know and they could just make like a new cool song because it is just paul left right well ringo but but yeah no it's paul and ringo Uh, paul and ringo ringo's still kicking ringo's out there doing the thing yeah uh so yeah it's him and paul are alive and then i guess yeah i guess these george harrison guitar riffs he recorded in the 90s that's what okay. the ken dash out we also yeah. we also then watched uh one of our i'd say probably my favorite radio dj oh yeah uh the man from, from new york's q1043 ken dash out classic rock radio uh dj host of breakfast with, breakfast with the beatles yeah every sunday beatles morning guy. he would do yeah. breakfast with the beatles huge beat yeah probably yeah. like huge beatles guy huge 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 so we were like we had to get his reaction yeah to this. and I, I i didn't i like don't really like the beatles but i loved ken dash out's breakfast with the beatles because his anecdotes like he had like a he always has like a huge story to tell before each song yeah. and then there's all the dedications or he'd be like all right we got uh, jeremy you know he'd be like yeah. right, we got jeremy writing in from uh, uh Sayville, long island wants to dedicate something in the way uh to his lovely wife maria like it's all <laughs> yeah, that it's, yeah, so it's, good it's so good yeah but uh, um Ken's, yes 
Ken's this. response. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So these videos are great. Uh, so he did one <laughs> like before it was released. Yeah. And then one of like his reaction after it was released. Uh, and the, so in the, in his pre-release and he's like, he's like, and I know there's a lot of internet trolls out there saying, what are you doing this for the money? You don't understand. They don't need money. They're, they're the Beatles don't need money. The universe, they don't need money. The, the universal, they don't need money. This is about the Beatles. And this is about, like, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. See, again, like, through Ken Dasho's eyes, I like the song. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. through his eyes, I'm like, okay, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Because then in the second video where he's wearing one of um, John Lennon's, uh, like, doodle t-shirts of, like, John Lennon's kind of, like, line very drawing. Good, very cool t-shirt. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, like, the line drawing of a self-portrait of John Lennon in a black shirt. And um, he's just, like, almost moved to tears about how excited he is upon hearing the song. He goes, think about... Think about Paul McCartney. When he sings that line, now and then, I miss you. I mean, if I'm getting teared up thinking about that, think about Paul, who's worked with the guy his whole life. And then I tell you what, and it's a hit. (laughs) It's like, and it's a hit. And the Rolling Stones, their new album, and that's a hit. They're one and two. Stones, Beatles, Long live rock and roll. Yeah! He's the best. Yeah. Through Dashow's eyes, I'm like, the song rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so we had to start, we had to go into, what do you prefer, angry or now and then? Yeah. Um, angry. You say angry. Yeah. Well, here, I, I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, here's what I'm saying. Okay. I think now and then is the better song. Okay. Angry is so funny. It's so funny. Angry is the funniest song that's ever been released. Yes. Uh, I agree. So, if, like, if I was going to re-listen to one, I'm re-listening to Angry because I am... Don't get angry yeah, with I me! Mean, I immediately start laughing. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. It's also like, nobody's angry with you. Like, what are you talking about? Don't get angry with me! Yeah, when you really, when you think about Angry in the context of, like, the Stones are just now confused old men screaming about like he like he just like grabbed the nurse's ass and they're like they're like mick and he's like don't get angry with me you know he's like just had a child at like 78 years old don't get angry with me yeah Yeah. so so you know i'm gonna pick now and then as the better song but i do think angry is like the funniest song it's the funniest can we go out on angry absolutely okay yeah let's listen to angry as we (laughs) (laughs) there it is you had it ready wow yeah, I also think there's so much comedy too because like they use Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> I mean, they use Sydney Sweeney in like the least sexy way. Like oh God, it's like yeah. the whole thing is so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this is another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians. No, just <laughs> Don't get angry with me. All right.